Welcome back to another episode of Fireside Football, presented by Empire Sports Media. My name is Brendan Carpenter. I am joined here by Dylan Price. Dylan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm doing all right. So today, we are talking about the NFC East, of course, with the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and Redskins. So, to start off, let's talk about the Cowboys, who in free agency lost some big names, but also got a couple of pieces to add to their team. They lost cornerback Byron Jones, who went to Miami, and that will be a big loss in their secondary. They also lost Robert Quinn and veteran tight end Jason Witten, to name a few. However, they did sign Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, safety HaHa Clinton Dix, big leg kicker Greg Zerline from the Rams, and Andy Dalton to be the backup quarterback. Now, Dylan, I don't know about you, but to me, the Cowboys seem to always be a team that has a lot of hype surrounding them and high expectations, but they never seem to take that extra step with their winning. Now, we both have the Cowboys winning this division again. I'm curious to see who you're looking for for the Cowboys this season and what your expectations are. Yeah, so my expectations for them this year are actually pretty high. I actually really liked the way they navigated this offseason. They didn't make a ton of big moves really in free agency. They added Gerald McCoy. They did lose Byron Jones. But it seemed more like they were trying to keep what they had and get ready for the future. Unfortunately, their center, Frederick, retired. But now they have Joe Looney and Tyler Bidez behind him trying to develop. That is one thing I am watching with them because there's a rhythm that Frederick and Prescott had, and now it's going to be thrown off and trying to build that with Bidez or build that with Looney. And among that, as well on offense, you're now adding C.D. Lamb to the fold, which is something I was about to get at with their draft as a whole. They added a lot of depth. If you look at their picks, C.D. Lamb adds to what was already a solid receiving core and makes it really, really good. You added Neville Gallimore on defense on the line, and that's a spot where there's already a lot of depth. They have McCoy, Lawrence, Gregory, a lot of depth on the line. They also added Bradley and Nay at the edge. They added a lot of young guys at positions where they already have depth, and they're trying to build more depth. Similarly to what we talked about with the Saints last week, how they've never had the depth to make a big run in the playoffs as of recently for some reason, or something's happened, or, you know, they've just been unlucky. That's kind of how the Cowboys have been, but the depth has been an issue with the Cowboys if they have players go down. And that's something I want to watch this year with them is how this accumulated depth at different positions is going to help them in the long run. Absolutely. I think you uh, hit it right on the head with CeeDee Lamb in the draft. I think he makes that receiving core just really over-the-top elite. Now, before I talk about CeeDee Lamb, who's actually my offensive player to watch, I want to talk about Dak Prescott for a minute, because I don't know about you, but to me, he seems like a quarterback that he's a game manager. He's not a quarterback, in my opinion, who can win games for you by himself, like a Patrick Mahomes-type quarterback. He can get the job done when he's surrounded by other, you know, top-end assets. He has Ezekiel Elliott, he has Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and now CD Lamb, so I know Prescott wants a bigger contract. Um, I think he has to show that he can win games by himself, though. I think he has to show that he can carry a team on his shoulders, which I don't believe he has shown yet. Um, but yeah, back to CD Lamb. CD Lamb is actually my offensive player to watch. Um, they got, in my opinion, the best wide receiver out of the draft. I know a lot of people had 
Jerry Judy up there. Some had Henry Ruggs, uh, the speedster. But I think CeeDee Lamb was the best all-around receiver. I think adding him as a third wide receiver to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup really gives Dak Prescott in a, an insane amount of weapons to throw to on the outside, uh, let alone Zeke in the backfield. So I think this Cowboys offense is going to be deadly this upcoming season. Um, I'm curious to see how their defense plays, though, uh, with the losses like Byron Jones. Um, who is your offensive player to watch for the Cowboys? So my offensive player to watch is a little bit of a weird one. I did have CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup up there, and you just touched on Lamb, obviously. A lot to ride on on that wide receiver core, but kind of going to another set of weapons, the tight end group. It's very weak after Jason Witten retired. Blake Jarwin kind of projected to be the number one, but look out for Dalton Schulter, Blake Bell. Two guys that are the tight end two and tight end three, both competing for reps, both below the age of 27, I think it is, or 28. Both young. A lot of potential there. Watch out for one of them to step up this year. Maybe Schultz from Stanford. Who is your defensive player to watch? So my defensive player to watch is Trayvon Diggs. He's kind of taking over the corner role that was left by Byron Jones leaving. They also have Anthony Brown to kind of compliment him. Brown had a big year last year. Look for Diggs to get more of, you know, the opportunity to be left on an island. He had a lot of success at Bama, and I think he's going to have a lot of success at the next level with Dallas. Yeah, uh, my defense player to watch is another cornerback on the Cowboys. Now, hopefully I can pronounce his name right. I have Chidobe Awuzie. Um, he had a solid season last season. He finished tied for 10th in the NFL in passes defended. So I think he's up for an even bigger role now with Byron Jones gone, and we'll see how he plays with that new expanded role. Now, it's only right we follow up the Cowboys with the Philadelphia Eagles, who... You and I both have finishing second in the division. Now, the Eagles, of course, were in the Super Bowl um, a couple seasons ago, defeating the Patriots. However, that was with Nick Foles. So, we'll see how Carson Wentz plays this upcoming season. Um, what is your record prediction for the Eagles this upcoming season? So, the Eagles, I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. There's definitely the ceiling of going 10-6, and six, but I think that 8-8 and eight is a fair prediction based on you know, the way their offseason went. They didn't make any huge moves other than Darius Slay, but I think that 8-8 eight and eight is a fair prediction for the team and definitely a team that could be a sneaky wild card. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, they didn't have the biggest uh, free agency. They did lose safety Malcolm Jenkins. They lost Ronald Darby and wide receiver Nelson Aguilar uh, in free agency. And most recently, they did lose um, their very good offensive lineman, Brandon Brooks, he tore his Achilles in workouts. Now, in free agency, as you said, they did get by uh, Darius Slay, who is a very solid cornerback from Detroit. They also signed Marquise Goodwin, the wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers, and defensive back Nikel Roby Coleman, to name a few. Um, and they did also draft the wide receiver from TCU, Jalen Rager, in the first round of this past season's draft. So we'll see how he plays in that offense. Now, my offensive player to watch is quarterback Carson Wentz. Um, they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, as everyone saw and as I stated. And, you know, they, they think Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the future. I think he absolutely can be that for the Eagles before he went down due to injury that Super Bowl season, he was the clear front runner for MVP to, to many people. Um, so we'll see if he can get back to that elite level and lead this team. 
Um, who was your offensive player to watch this upcoming season? My offensive player to watch was Jalen Rieger. I think that that wide receiver core last year was pretty bad. Um, they had a very big stretch of injury depletion, and I think that they had to rely on guys like Greg Ward, uh, Deontay Burnett, a former Jet, and give them a bigger role than they really needed, and now it's been the opposite. This offseason, they accumulated a lot of receiver depth. They had added Goodwin, as you touched on. Our Sega Whiteside's going to get more of an opportunity to grow this year with Jackson Jeffrey back. They added John Hightower as well, a speedy guy from Boise State, and I think that Jalen Rieger is going to have an opportunity to kind of grow in the slot and earn reps, and they have probably six to seven receivers right now who are actually all very talented, and for the first time in a long time, this team has a lot of receiver depth, and I think it'll give the opportunity to Rieger, Whiteside, and even Ward to kind of grow, and I think Rieger is one to watch this year, especially in the slot and getting a lot of reps from the depth they have, and it's going to expand his role, I think, as well. Yeah, they absolutely have a lot of depth at wide receiver. Now, someone else... um... Not at wide receiver, but they still have tight end Zach Ertz, who's one of the top tight ends in football. So Carson Wentz is going to have a lot of weapons at his disposal to throw the ball to. As for my defensive player to watch, I have the new addition cornerback, Darius Slay. He was a very solid cornerback for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he wanted out. He got a new home in Philadelphia. Um, I think he's going to make a huge, huge um change to this defense uh, you know having a number one cornerback is key for any team in the NFL and I think they got one with Slay I think he really solidifies the back end of that defense who did lose Malcolm Jenkins although he was a safety um I think that he helps this team compete especially in a division where you need cornerbacks to shut down the, the Dallas Cowboys wide receivers uh who is your defensive player to watch my defensive player to watch is Derek Barnett. Only 23, it feels like he's been in the league actually forever now. And last season, he had a very big year. Coming off the Super Bowl, you know, strip sack in his rookie year, he didn't have the best year in 2018, but last year he really came alive. Six and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and felt like he had more of a presence off the edge. He's only 23, as I touched on, a lot of room to grow, and I think this season he's going to have a big role in their pass rush, and I think that he's going to have some pretty big numbers and a lot of growth this season. All right, so next up is the New York Football Giants. Now, before we get to their free agency and their expectations for this coming season, I think we have to talk about what just went down with their kicker, Aldrich Rosas, who was arrested for driving under the influence, I believe, and uh, a hit and run. Now, I don't know what he was doing where he was driving uh, at around 8 o'clock in the morning on a Monday, um, intoxicated. But that is not a good look for him and the Giants. I'm curious to see what you think the Giants do to handle this. And if they make changes at kicker, who they should go for? Um, I think that this has been a awful offseason for the Giants in the sense of public relations. You have Baker has the whole issue with his arrest and what's going on with him. And then now you add Aldrich Rojas into the mix. And he's a good kicker, a really good kicker. 
but I think that everybody's expendable, especially if they have a criminal record now. And I think Rosas could be cut. Um, definitely high potential for him to be cut. As for who they pick up, I think they'll probably try to target an undrafted kicker that can kind of grow into the role if they do cut Rosas. But if he is cleared of all the criminal charges or it's not as bad as it seems, he could definitely keep his job. But I think that at this moment, there's so much uncertainty that you don't know. But if there is proven evidence of hit and run, if there really is a lot of issues with his criminal record now, I think that the Giants won't take an opportunity to make themselves continue to look bad after the whole Baker situation, and I think they could cut Rosas and add somebody else. Yeah, absolutely, and this is a tough look uh, both on a personal level and at a football level. On a personal level, uh, Rosas, as you stated, was a solid kicker for the Giants, and you know you, you don't want this kind of publicity for your organization, and you certainly don't want this kind of publicity uh, for yourself if you're if you find yourself in this situation. So it's going to be tough. Um, I think that the Giants are going to have to uh, move on from Rosas. I feel like, you know, even if they don't cut him, if this does, if the criminal charges don't get dropped, um, he's going to be suspended, um, I think, regardless. And uh, they're going to have to make some changes. Moving away from that, um, in free agency, uh, they didn't really have any big losses. Of course, no Eli Manning this upcoming season. Um they lost people such as linebacker Dion Buchanan, wide receiver Cody Latimer, and right tackle Mike Remmers. No big losses there that will really impact this team in a negative sense. They did in free agency um, sign running back Dion Lewis from Tennessee, left tackle Cameron Fleming, and cornerback James Bradbury, uh, who I think is going to be a nice addition. They did also draft um, offensive tackle Andrew Thomas out of Georgia in the first round of the draft uh, to try to solidify that offensive line. What is your record prediction for the Giants' this upcoming season, and how do you think they play, not as a whole, but let's just say within the teams in their division? What do you think their divisional record could be? Well, starting with their regular record, I think that it will be around 6-10. and 10. I think that this team still has some kinks to work out. I think that Daniel Jones is going to need a big year to grow. I think Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are going to grow more as receivers this year as well, as long as they both stay healthy. And I think this will be the year Golden Tate's kind of phased out as part of their receiving core, and somebody else steps up like David Sills, Cody Core, some of their other depth guys. But thinking about their divisional record, I think that they are really in a tough division this year. The Cowboys are a good team, despite the fact that as a media person, I want to rag on them because it's fun. But um, overall, they are a good team this year. Eagles are a good team, as we just talked about. And getting to the Redskins in a little bit, they have potential. And I think overall, this is a division that's going to be tough for them to get a lot of wins this year. So I think they'll maybe be... I think they'll struggle against the Cowboys and the Eagles. They might be able to pick up a win against the Redskins, but there is definitely potential for them to have a uh, pretty bad divisional record this year. Yeah, I agree. They uh, they find themselves in a tough division, especially with um, changes in their coaching staff. And um, as you stated, Daniel Jones has to have a big season. Uh, he's got to turn down on his number of fumbles that he has um, and his Downfield accuracy was uh, inconsistent, to say the least. So Daniel Jones, uh, as you stated, uh, is my offensive player to watch. Um, he's really, you know, they're banking on him to be the next franchise quarterback. Uh, in my opinion, he's an Eli Manning 2.0, maybe a little bit more athletic. Uh, similar type of player, though, in play style. 
Uh, so in order for you know this team to go anywhere, he has to have a big season. They have you know all pro Pro Bowl running back uh, Saquon Barkley, but a running back can't win games for a team by himself. They need a, a strong quarterback. So Daniel Jones can hopefully be that for the Giants for them moving forward. Uh, who is your offensive player to watch? Well, first thing, talking about Barkley a little bit, is their offensive line has not been very good the past few years. Now they've added Kevin Zeitler, you add Matt Pert to that line, and you're kind of getting a turnover of having some veterans and Solder and Zeitler to kind of teach Pert, Hernandez, and Thomas. But I think my guy to watch here would be Saquon. I think that you're going to have a more improved offensive line this year, which will give him the opportunity to grow a little more. Yeah, give a running back like Saquon Barkley an improved offensive line, and I I don't even think you can guess what kind of numbers he's capable of putting up. I mean, he is just otherworldly out of the backfield. Uh, For defense, I have a new cornerback, James Bradbury from Carolina. Uh, As I stated with Darius Slay and the Eagles, it's important to have really a number one cornerback um, who can not necessarily lock up every play, but compete at a higher level with number one receivers like Amore Cooper. Uh, and James Bradbury, I think, is going to be in that role for the Giants. Uh, he was solid in Carolina. Uh, I think he'll be he'll add a little consistency to that uh, somewhat young uh, secondary with the Giants uh, with him. Uh, we'll see what happens with DeAndre Baker, obviously, and they also have its safety. Um, Julius Peppers, and um, new rookie safety, Xavier McKinney. So, young secondary, I think James Bradbury brings a little bit of uh, veteran leadership and consistency, and we'll see how he plays. Um, I think he's going to be a big part of that defense, though. Um, Who is your defense player to watch? So, my defensive player to watch is Blake Martinez. He's got great sideline-to-sideline ability. 97 tackles last year, was second in all of football, and he's a guy who can be there do-it-all linebacker. He may not be the best in coverage, but he really is the great tackler that this team kind of hasn't had in a while. 26, a lot of room to grow, and I think Martinez was an addition I really liked in free agency for the Giants that went kind of under the radar. Look for him to be their kind of captain of the defense this year, and I'm definitely expecting him to have a big season. Yeah, and just a quick note, I said Julius Peppers earlier. I meant to say Jabril Peppers. (laughs) I'm sure you picked that up. Um... But nonetheless, um, we'll see how that secondary does. Now let's head to the Washington Redskins. Redskins are a team I don't think many people expect them to be competing for really anything this season. Um, You know, they have a young quarterback in Dwayne Haskins who they need to know what they have with him. Um, They have a new coach in Ron Rivera. Um, who has, who's been in the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. Um, but this Redskins team, I think, lacks the experience and depth to really make a run at any kind of divisional wins or playoff appearance this season. Now, they had a very busy free agency. They signed players such as Ronald Darby from Philadelphia, wide receiver Cody Latimer, Linebacker Thomas Davis, running back Peyton Barber, tight end Richard Rogers, and cornerback Kendall Fuller, just to name a few of them. Uh, they did lose, however, players such as Case Keenum, Eric Flowers, and they traded seven-time Pro Bowl left tackle Trent Williams to the 49ers as he wanted out of that 
organization. How do you feel the Redskins free agency went as a whole? I actually really liked the Redskins free agency and even looking at their overall offseason. I liked the way they kind of accumulated their depth. They added Davis. They added all the guys you really touched on as a whole. Darby as well. Um, Apke in the draft, a guy I really liked. And overall, they added guys to just have a lot of depth in defense. And they're kind of building this defense in the model of the 49ers and what Shanahan and Lynch did just a few years ago that turned into a Super Bowl team last year. And I think that this defense has got a lot of potential this season. And I think this is a defense, actually, that is going to be one of the top half in the league. And that's kind of my bold prediction for them because I really like this defense and like a lot of the moves they made on defense as a whole. Yeah, I think they had uh, overall the best free agency out of any team in this division. I agree. I think really, they had a lot really, of strides. Yeah, they really bolstered their team on both sides of the ball. Now, I'm curious, what are your expectations for Ron Rivera in his first year as head coach of this organization? Well, no matter how much Ron Rivera is a respected and reputable head coach, there's only so much he can do in a first year. And I think that... They'll be a below-average team this year, but a team that shows a lot of promise, kind of similar to what the Cardinals did last year, where you know they were in a lot of close games, and I think that this is their in-between year of you know, having a contending team next year. You find out whether or not Haskins and Rivera are going to be able to work together, and if Haskins is their forever quarterback, and I think that this is a make-or-break year for him and a make-or-break year for some of the other players on the roster because Ron Rivera is a certainty. I think Ron Rivera is going to be there for at least two years, and I think that he was doing a good job in Carolina, unfortunately lost his job, but now he's in Washington, and he's a culture changer, and I think this is not going to be a good year, but I think that this will be a year they show potential and have room to grow heading towards 2021. Yeah, I agree. I think that Ron Rivera is the person on this team that's given the most leeway this upcoming season. I don't think he's expected at all to make this team a contending team uh, in this division, let alone the playoffs this upcoming season. I think that Ron Rivera came into this job knowing that it's going to be a work in progress and that he's going to have to build this team not from the bottom up, um, but, you know, really work to make this team uh, compete in this division. Um, my offensive player to watch, I'm, I'm kind of split here because we talked about Dwayne Haskins and, you know, being potentially a make or break year from him to show what he has um, going forward and to potentially be a franchise quarterback. But I'm also uh, stuck with Darius Geis, um, the running back. Uh, he's played only five career games due to injuries and... You know, he was a good college running back. Uh, he had some high expectations coming to Washington. But he hasn't been able to, been, uh, to be on the field in order to show his talent. So, you know, for this one, I'm going to go with two offensive players to watch, Dwayne Haskins and Darius Geis, who are both going to have, hopefully, uh, big impact years for this offense and for years going forward, hopefully, for Washington fans and for this team. So I have two offensive players to watch. I'm sure you have one or two of your own here so who do you have in this spot yeah i'm actually going to look a little more at their wide receiver core you touched on haskins and guys they both need a big year but somebody who had a big year last year that was kind of unexpected was terry mclaurin now he's going to actually be 
vaulted into a number one role next season. He's going to have a lot of reps coming his way, and that's going to free up a lot of things in the wide receiver room for guys like Antonio Gandy-Golden, Trey Quinn, Cody Latimer, Kelvin Harmon, some younger guys to kind of step up and see who can break out and be a match with McLaurin. Look for Harmon and Golden to kind of step up. And I think that with everything with Latimer's arrest, and he might not be a fit either anymore, but Terry McLaurin is where it all starts. He had a breakout year last year, and look for him to have another big year this year and kind of be their number one receiver of the future. Yeah, you know what? I like that, so I'm going to actually uh, add him to my list. I have three offensive players <laughs> to watch now. Uh, McLaurin, Darius Geis, and Twain Haskins. Now, uh, on defense, I'm back to just having one. I think, um, for me, it's an easy choice here. I'm going to go with the rookie defensive end, Chase Young. Uh, he was really the consensus uh, pick here. Really, everyone had him as their, in their mock drafts going to Washington. He's an absolute monster of a defensive end. I mean, you look at him and you just think, you know, he can really just wreak havoc uh, to the offensive line. So I think if he can add a pass rush um, from the defensive end spot and really put pressure on opposing quarterbacks, it's going to make the job easier for this if he's secondary and uh, can make a huge difference for this defense going forward. So for me, it's Chase Young. I don't expect him to be the defensive rookie of the year per se, but I think he has a solid season for the Redskins and really makes an impact on this defense. Uh, what about you? So my, I have two here. Starting one is Reuben Foster. He had a breakout year in his rookie year in San Francisco in 2017, 72 tackles, and then he got caught up with issues with the law, missed some time with injuries, and now he's back. Clean slate 2019, and he's going to be kind of learning from Thomas Davis, a career vet, a talented linebacker, and he's going to kind of learn from him, learn the ropes, learn how to be a pro's pro, and kind of grow more. I think Reuben Foster demonstrated a lot of potential in his rookie year in 2017. Although he had issues, I think he's going to grow a little more this year. And then I also am looking at, I guess, two other guys here. So bigger breakout group because I like their defense a lot. Troy Apke, he's a rookie, but I think he's got a lot of room to grow. And actually, forgive me, he's not a rookie, but he's going to have an expanded role this year in free safety. And he's going to have a lot of room to grow this year as a safety and see if he can kind of be the true running mate for Landon Collins. And then alongside that, I also have Montez Sweat because this was a guy who lit up the combine just a year ago, had seven sacks last year, but kind of needed a running mate and he got a hell of a running mate in Chase Young and I think he's going to have an expanded role this year and if you're not catching what I'm putting down their defense has a lot of potential to be a very good defense of the future with that young defensive line you know they have Chase Young, Montez Sweat learning from Ryan Kerrigan a good pass rusher they also have Davis teaching Foster and there's just a really good mix on that defense right now that I think is going to give them an opportunity to contend in 2021. Maybe not this year, because there's going to need a lot of growth on offense, especially. But look for them to have a good defense this year, and then 2021 really be a contending team. I like this Redskins defense for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young could be a uh, very good uh, defensive front for this Redskins team. Uh, we just have to see it on the field from both of them. Obviously, chasing the rookie and Montez Sweat, we have to see some improvements. He already has the endorsements coming in with uh, his deodorant commercials. But uh, we got to see some production on the field. Uh, and, man, I mean, we have a lot of players to watch for the Redskins. The Redskins are going to be an interesting team this upcoming season. Yeah. So let's run through um, 
Let's run through what uh, their predicted records to be. Uh, we have the Cowboys finishing first. Um, I personally think that they're going to have a very good season, uh, at least division-wise. You know, I think I think they beat Washington twice. Um, I think they I think they could split with the Eagles, and I'm going to take them with a uh, a split with the Giants as well. The Giants always seem to play them tough. Um, so I'll give the Giants one in that uh, sense. But uh, what's your record prediction for the Cowboys? So my record prediction for the Cowboys was ten and six. A lot of room to grow in terms of it could be eleven and five season and a big year. But I think that ten and six is kind of the safe record prediction for them for the upcoming season. Yeah, I'm gonna go with eleven and five for the Cowboys. I think uh, their defense is the question mark. I don't think their offense really should have any questions this upcoming season. I mean, their wide receiver core is outstanding with uh, Amore Cooper, Michael Gallup, and now uh, rookie uh, CeeDee Lamb. And, of course, you have uh, one of the best running backs in football in Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so Prescott has a lot of weapons. I think this offense is going to be dangerous this upcoming season. Uh, I think 10 or 11 wins is a, a good prediction for them. Now let's talk about the Eagles here. Uh, where do you have the Eagles finishing this season? Uh, I have them at around eight and eight. I think they could be a nine and seven team, but I think they're middle of the pack wild card contenders. I don't think they're going to have a huge year, but I do expect them to overperform um, the eight and eight prediction. But I think that's kind of a safe standard for them to kind of hope for. But I think they're going to be a wild card team. Yeah, I think with the Eagles are the toughest team to uh, predict this upcoming season because, as you said. Um, Eight and eight could seem like a good point. I've seen some predictions go as high as thirteen and three. Uh, this Eagles team, I think, has a very high ceiling, but also um, could hit a very low floor. You know, I think it all depends on Carson Wentz, uh, his health, if he could get back to that um, seasonal performance like he had that Super Bowl season before getting hurt. Um, they were very depleted last season. Um, in terms of weapons that he could throw to. They are getting Jeffrey back. They are getting Deshaun Jackson back. Uh, they do have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. They still have Zach Ertz. Um, uh, but this Eagles team, I think, is the toughest one to predict. I think 8-8 eight and eight sounds good. I'll stick with that. Um, like you said, I think they finished middle of the pack and uh, are in the running for a wild card spot. Uh, third, uh, I believe you both have the New York Giants. Um, what is your predictions for the Giants? My Giants prediction is 6-10. and 10. Um, This is actually kind of similar to how I had the Falcons. I think that this is a team that needs a year to grow. The Falcons issue was at head coach. The Giants issue is just needing time. If Joe Judge can kind of build that relationship with this team early, then they might have some early results. But I think that this is going to be a year to build, especially with Daniel Jones having the offense to kind of grow around him this year. And I think this is a big year of development for the Giants, and I think that's going to make their record a little worse than expected, but expect them to grow into you know a decent team come 2021. Yeah, I think um, not just with Joe Judge, but with any new head coach, uh, this offseason has been a tough one with COVID-19 and not being able to be with your guys in person every day. Um, so I have the Giants actually at 5-11. and 11. Um, like you said, they have some room to grow. I think Daniel Jones has to really show that he can be the quarterback of the future, cut down on his turnovers. Um, but I have the Giants at 5-11. and 11. Now, I have the Redskins right behind them at 4-12. and 12. I don't think there's any doubt in either of our minds that the Redskins uh, will finish probably fourth in this division. Uh, 
you know, as we stated with first-year head coach Ron Rivera, it'll be difficult for him, too, not being with his guys every day. Um, what's your record prediction for the Redskins? I actually, I have them at 5-11, and 11, but I have a lot of hope for them, especially as we just kind of talked it through a little more. I think that that defense is going to have to carry them, but if, you know, Darius Geis has a breakout year next year, this could be a different team we're talking about. At this time, I expect they need a year to grow. 5-11 and 11 is a good expectation, and I think Ron Rivera is going to have to build more of a culture there, but offense is kind of where they need to develop more, and if Haskins has a big year, too, there's going to be a lot of different expectations for them come 2021. But at this time, there's so much what if and not enough proven. And I think that that's why 5-11 and 11 feels right for them. But expect them to grow. I really do expect this whole NFC East, you know, right now it's kind of a two-dog race. Look for them in 2021 to be one of the top-tier divisions in football because these are four teams, two proven already but with young pieces and two below them with young pieces retooling and kind of getting ready to make a run. And I think especially Washington, if they grow the right way on offense this year, they could be a force come 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a lot of what if with this Washington Redskins team. Darius Geis uh, had a lot of hype coming out of college, been very injury riddled. And, you know, if he has a breakout season, they have kind of a two headed monster there, a running back with him and uh, the longtime veteran Adrian Peterson. Um, so they could have a very good offense um, a year from now. Like you said, in 2021, I think this division does have the capability of being one of the top divisions. In football, um, so that does it for us. Um, once again, we have the Cowboys winning the division, followed by the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brendan Carp ESM. Um, any last words from you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Price twenty seven. And yeah, that's about it. Next week going to be another uh, good division breakdown. Excited for that one. And yeah. All right. That's it from us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us.